while. Our next speaker, um, over the last two years, has now rapidly grown the entire platform in the media environment that they have, particularly focused on women. For 70 million unique um, impressions, uh, unique users uh, per month, it's the most engaged female community around the world. Uh, phenomenal success story, and uh, we are delighted to be able to have him here this morning. Uh, he is the co-founder and the CEO with the title of his talk, How Can Brands Be Relevant for New Generations? Ladies and gentlemen, would you please put it together for Andrea Scotti. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Andrea, as just said by Chris. And uh, a couple of years ago, I co-founded Frida Media. But before to speak about uh, Frida, our creatures, I would like to speak about how the new generation are radically changing and transforming the relationship with brands and organizations like yours. So uh, let's start with the definition of this new generation. We believe that this is the only definition possible because we are speaking about the more diverse and transformative generation ever existed in the world. And so we believe that millennials can be defined like the people born between 1981 and 1997 and Gen Z, the people born between 1998 today. So this is the most, let's say, prolific uh, definition that we like to use. Getting more into details about this generation, first of all, Millennials and Gen Z Club is a club already of 4.7 billion people in the world. They account for 63% of the total global population, and they are already the largest generation existing in the world today. If you look more detail, also Gen Z by 2020 will outnumber millennials, so they will become 32% of the total global population. So the youngest will be also the largest generation in the world. And if you look at the uh, consumption, one second. Okay, the consumption and the wealth of this generation, millennial wealth by 2020 will account to 24 trillion dollars. So they are also, they will be also the richest generation in the world. And if you look at Gen Z, following their parents' opinion, they already influenced 93% of the purchase decision into the household. So they are the youngest, but they are also very influenced on their parent decision. How many and where they are? If you look at uh, Italy, uh, which we come from, uh, millennials and Gen Z are 20 million, so one-third of the total population. It is really similar in Spain. In the U.S., they are almost half of the population, so 150 million. But more, even more interesting, if you look at China, there are 645 million people, more than 46%. And if you look at India, there are more than 60% of total population, 839 million people living and existing today. So try to imagine how much Indian and Chinese millennials and Gen Z will influence buying decisions, trends, and brands in the coming years. In fashion and beauty, for example, they're already doing it now consistently. Speaking about myth and busting some myth, first of all, they are 100% digital natives, not at all. 56% don't click and don't like traditional display heads. So if you want to catch him and speak to them, uh, using traditional display heads is quite complicated. And even more interestingly, for retail, 72% of them 
state that they would like to spend more on real experiences. So they would like to spend more time and more money into real life. And this is super important for our retail players as the one present today. The second myth to be busted is, are they only receptive to traditional media? Even here, I have to contradict myself in the sense that 77% of them still read print books and 84% are heavily influenced by out-of-home advertising. So print book and out-of-home advertising, one of the oldest media, are still very relevant for this new generation of consumers. Third myth, they don't pay for contents. They want everything for free. Uh, they don't subscribe to anything. Even in this case, it's wrong. 66% are willing and interested to pay for music. Think about the success of Spotify, Deezer, and Tidal. And 84% uh, are willing to pay for games and entertainment like Candy Crush, Netflix, Amazon Prime, and many others. So if you build a qualitative, a qualitative proposition of content, they are willing to subscribe and pay for it. What do you expect? What do they expect from brands and organizations? So what are today their expectations? First of all, they want brands that represent them. So they want to be represented, they want to be listened. Why? Because 83% of them believe and are conscious that they have more power than ever in their hands today. And 80%, 8 out of 10, are willing to buy and prefer to buy from a brands who actually share their value. So as a brand, you have to uh, really endorse their value, understand their values, uh, and uh, creating alignment with their interest. And 79%, this is also particularly interesting, are willing to share their data and information if they believe that the outcome and the product that you will propose them will be better and will be more thought and more finalized for them. They also embrace activism and, uh, and, uh, and advocacy. So in, uh, in an era where institutions are struggling, 61% of millennials and Gen Z believe that brands and organizations are better positioned to embrace social causes and social problems. And also this is very important for a brand and organization to understand where to focus on. And nine out of 10, nine out of 10, practically everyone, prefer and are willing to switch from a brand if this brand is working on sustainability, is working on global environment issues, is working to improve the situation which we are now. They don't accept also conventional identities. So these are generations that are becoming more and more fluid. And so 40% of them agree that genders don't define ourselves as much as it used to be. So women, men, transgender, don't define ourselves as much as it used to be. And six out of ten use additional adjective and additional description to define his or her personalities, like sexually fluid, mixed race, and refugees. And this is also very interesting to give you an understanding of this generation. They also want and seek independent and purpose, and so close to 60% believe that purpose in life is the most important thing to be fine today. So having a purpose, having a mission, whatever you do, is really relevant to them. 
and 68% would like to be or become an entrepreneur within or outside an organization. So being an entrepreneur means building something from scratch, having the opportunity to realize yourself. It doesn't mean just to start a company. You can be a fantastic entrepreneur within a company for them. Their identities transcend the physical and digital, so I think it's particularly interesting for the title of this Congress. And 70% uh, of them believe that their action online can affect and influence uh, their credibility offline. So they are much more careful about what they write and what they say on social media, for example, compared to the previous generation. And 82, sorry, 82% believe that their physical and digital uh, identity are the same. So uh, they leave themselves on the physical arena and the, and the digital arena as a unique identity and a unique person. And this is key also for uh, your activities. We live and they live in a digital, in a world where digital influence almost everything. So if you look at the average time spent on media, they spend 11 hours average per day on media, all the kind of media. And among these, 50% are spent on digital media, so digital devices and digital platforms. And one third of the total is spent on social media platforms, so between three and four hours. Then it depends on the countries and the geography, but this is the number per day, the average number per day. Social media represent also the uh, primary platforms where they get information and news and where they get inspired. 37% of them answer that social media are the first and foremost uh, news source, and this is important also for the platform because they have to guarantee the quality of the information and the news that they propose to them, and it's not topic at the moment. And uh, it's also impressive to see how much it changed the influence that this platform has on our purchase intentions. So in 2013, social media were in the 10th place of driving uh, purchase intention. 2017, four years later, first driver of purchase intention, first driver of influence into purchase of personal luxury goods. This is also interesting from our point of view. E-commerce is still accounted just below 10% of total commerce in the world, so it's a small uh, piece of the cake, but 80% of purchase are influenced by digital, digital experience, them, CEO, SAM, social, all the instruments that as a branding organization we use to speak to people on digital channels. And by 2025, uh, e-commerce uh, will uh, double up, will account almost 25% average, and uh, all our purchases will be influenced by digital experience and digital activation. So it's super important uh, to focus on the experience that you propose to customers on digital platform. They have also established a new kind of relationship with brands and organizations. So at the beginning, in the early time of digital, we were speaking about target that remind me more about hunting than communicating something. And it's still, still some agency and clients speak about target. Then we became audiences, so they knew more about us and they, let's say, create a better experience and a better communication. Nowadays, we, we need to speak about community. We need to speak about community because the communication and the 
Bad's word and the speaking of the community about your brands, your product is more and more important. And so as a brand and organization, you need to focus on how to drive, build uh, in a positive way this kind and this type of community. Let me give you an example. We uh, took uh, a specific period of time and we analyzed the number of contents published by Valentino and Chanel, two of the top fashion brands in the world. And Valentino, in that specific time, published close to 5,000 contents on their product, their brands, their stories. And Chanel did 700 content in the same period of time. Then we analyzed how many contents were produced by consumers, by customers, about Valentino and Chanel in the same period of time, and this is the number. 24 million for Valentino and 48 million for Chanel. Try to imagine from a media reach and a media impact perspective how much is more relevant the communication generated by the community compared to the one generated and created by the brands. And so as a brand, both Valentino and Chanel team need to care about how to speak to this community and how to let them drive their brands and their product. But uh, at Frida, we, we believe that the real social uh, changers today are women and the new generation of women. And uh, just some key facts to uh, give you this perspective and why we believe in it so much. Every 100 men who get a degree uh, in Europe, there are 140 women who get a degree every year. And this is going to have a huge impact on business, professionalities, and the economic world in the coming years. So 40% more women compared to men. If you are good enough to reduce the gender gap by 25%, uh, we are going to add 5.3 trillion to the global economy. So a huge amount of wealth, a huge amount of money uh, driven into the global economy thanks to uh, a reduction of the gender gap. Globally, uh, millennials and Gen Z women already influence 85% uh, of all purchases, so directly or indirectly. Think about the automotive sectors. If you speak with the automotive people, they uh, say that their audience is men. But many of the automotive buying are influenced by women, and so they really need to care about this community. And last but not least, BCG, so Boston Consulting Group, told in the last resource that they released that by 2028, so in nine years' time, one-third of the businesses will be controlled, managed, and found by women. Consider that last year in the U.S., the venture capital money, just 2% went into a business founded by women. And so this is going to change, luckily, in the next 10 years of time. So coming to our story, we started end of 2016, two years and a half ago, with the idea in mind in, on building the number one media brands for the new generation of women around the globe. Uh, we decided to embrace uh, quite an ambitious mission, which is spreading real women's story to inspire positive change. So we don't want only to represent this new generation in an authentic and relevant way, but we want also to really inspire people and inspire community. 
These are uh, our three uh, core values uh, that we stand for every day and, uh, and that are brief in all the content that we create. The first one is woman achievement. So we really try to bring on screen great women's story in order to inspire our audience. The second one is personal style, which means that you can be as you wish without the fear of being judged by someone else. So we really try to celebrate people of different color, different religions, different beliefs. No matters. We celebrate everybody. The only important thing is that the story that we spread, spread positive values. And the last uh, value is sisterhood or collaboration, which means that we are trying to build a positive ecosystem where different people can meet each other and improve each other. Let me show you a couple of minutes of our content and voice. si cambia una donna alla volta. Frida is the voice of the new global generations of women who are finally getting the freedom they deserve. We are breaking boundaries by promoting women's achievements, inspiring personal style, and celebrating sisterhood. We create original premium content designed for all screens and platforms, dedicated to the passions, cultures, and news relevant to young women. of a real cultural movement, staying true to our core values, spreading real women's stories to inspire positive change, keeping it bold, keeping it real, keeping it optimistic. Mi chiamo Manuelita e sono medico oncologo. Sono la prima pilota di linea in Italia. Sono atleta paralimpica. Sono un influencer e modella curva. Sono orologiaia. Sono madre. Sì, sono campionata del mondo di Vaca. Sono Maria Grazia Chiuri, direttore di Lidia. Sono Lidia. Sono Letizia Battaglia. Sono una donna. Our model, as I told you at the beginning, we are trying to be the media company of new generation, fought for this generation. So these are the three uh, main pillars of our proposition. We define ourselves human-inspired, which means that we always start from our community. So we are building technology and tools uh, in order to really listen to them and translate all this information into the content and experiences that we build for them. Then we are social first, which means that we decided to skip any kind of website or app, and to go directly on social media. So Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, LinkedIn are the primary platforms uh, where we distribute and optimize our contents. 
And last but not least, we define ourselves creativity-driven. So creativity is at the core of what, we, of what we do. We work every day to build the best ideas in order to surprise our community. In two years' time, we uh, built a community of 4.5 million women across Italy, Spain, and South America. And uh, it's a vertical community, so 80% of them are millennials and Gen Z. And thanks to the level of participation and activity, we reach 70 million people every month on the platforms I just mentioned before. The most important KPIs to understand the uh, relevancy of the uh, conversation that we have with them is the quality of the content and the engagement rate. These are the global ranking of uh, female publishers on one side and of top brands on the other. And as you can see, both Frida Italia and Frida Spain are at the highest level of, the, of this ranking. And Frida Italia on Instagram generate more interaction compared to Vogue America in US every month. We are talking about more than 10 million interaction every month just on Instagram. The reason why is that we start from the community, we listen to them, and we build only content and experiences that start from them. These are some examples of how we create community. This is a video we released a couple of weeks ago, and it's about the story of Vanya. She's an Italian woman who suffers of a disease called endometriosis, which affects one woman out of ten. And she was bold and courageous enough to share her story, and now she faced this disease. And automatically, 1,000 women in the Facebook comment section shared their story as much as she did in order to help all the other women affected by this disease or that don't know about this disease, in order to help them face it and help them understanding how to fight against it. The second example is a private group that we launched one month ago. It is called Love Guide, and it's about pers personal and intimate relationship, which is a topic of discussion that many times is difficult to discuss with your parents at home. And so we build Love Guide. We now have 14,000 people that every month publish 50,000 comments and reply, and they are helping and nurturing the group with each other. So one people ask a problem and the other answer in order to help them and, and to help each other. And the last uh, example is about meaningful stories, which we believe is the best way to connect and create the right conduit with this generation of consumer. This is a story which we love. Uh, uh, his name is Luca Trapanese. He is a man. Uh, he's Italian. He's gay. He's Catholic. And he did would like to have a family. So it wasn't easy in his situation. And he decided to adopt uh, Alba, which is a fantastic child uh, with the Down syndrome, which were refused by many families. And he decided that with Alba, he did would like to create the best family. And this video instantly reached 11 million people just in Italy with more than 1 million interaction of people connecting and spreading the story of Luca and Alba. So, great example of this time in order to push people to do good and to make goods. What we do uh, from a business perspective, we are trying to build the best partner for all the brands and organizations like you that want to understand and connect and speak to this new generation. And we do so through three main activities. The first one is building the most relevant contents and experiences on and offline in order to build relevancy. 
The second one is generating the engagement and connection that is the only thing that you cannot buy from Facebook, Google, and Amazon. And now we are working more and more on driving actual physical and digital business results. So we are working on e-commerce, co-marketing activity in order to really measure the impact of our communication and content proposition. These are some of the brands we are proud to be working with. In one year and a half, we have been working with close to 200 organizations. And as you can see, we have brands like Nike, Moncler, Gucci, Estee Lauder. So different sectors, different brands, different KPIs, all in common, they intend to speak to millennials and Gen Z in an authentic and relevant way. Some examples to give you a better understanding of what we do. The first one is the journey that we started with Gucci. Uh, we started from Italy and then we are developing the content worldwide. And the content that we developed with Gucci are finding the best stories to represent their values, to represent their collection, to represent their bold approach. And thanks to this approach, they grew from 2.5 billion revenue to 10 billion revenue projected this year. And one example is the stories of the woman in the middle. Her name is Letizia Battaglia. She's a fantastic photographer from Palermo in Sicily. And she became known and famous because through her arts and pictures, she denounced mafia and criminal organization in the 90s in Italy. So she was very bold and courageous, and she used her art in order to denounce uh, criminalities. And Gucci and Frida celebrated her story in order to connect with millions of Gen Z and millennials on social platforms. With Nike, uh, we are working to uh, fulfill the gap between uh, women into sports and sports, female sports represented in traditional media. So if you look at traditional media, female sports are represented just 3% of the total while women are actually 50% of the people who practice sports. And so Frida with Nike across Italy, Spain, and in the future, I hope, uh, the rest of the world uh, is working to build the best content to celebrate women into sports for passion, for work, uh, on our platforms, on their platforms, uh, into their physical stores where we realize events and materials, uh, on their app and e-commerce. So it's a really 360 proposition made of qualitative content to celebrate women into sports. Another, another good example of a partnership that started on the digital channels and then developed on the physical retail channels is the partnership that we developed with Sephora and Fenty Beauty, the brand launched by Rihanna uh, uh, in 2017. What we did, we started with uh, an amazing array of contents developed for our platforms and the Sephora platforms where we uh, tell the features of the product, we tell the story of the founder, we went into their store to show the opportunity and the product that our customers can find. And in the end, we co-developed a beauty box made with stickers and arts collection that was sold on Sephora uh, in Italy. And it was a super success. They went sold out after one month, uh, and we are now thinking how to extend the partnership with, with Fenty Beauty in the, coming, in the coming months. So again, an activity that starts purely digital on social media and then develops physically on a beauty box uh, uh, in-store. Another partner for us important is another retail player, is ASOS, uh, so the e-commerce players. 
Together with them, we are working to build into, first of all, to improve the penetration of e-commerce in Italy, which is still low compared, for example, to UK. And we do so through original premium content that we develop on our platform. So it could be illustration, original video, text speaking about their proposition, Instagram stories to drive uh, traffic to their platform. And one of the most interesting things that we noticed is that the campaign on of ASOS uh, became so relevant that people organically decided to share it with their friends and loved ones. So this example is an illustration. Uh, 14,000 people decided to organically share it with their friends and loved ones. So without asking them, this is the most relevant form of communication. The last example that I give you today is a brand that we are actually co-creating and co-building uh, uh, with a famous influencer in Italy. The name of the brand is Guvi, which stands for Good Vibes. It's a wellness uh, product brand similar to Honest Company, developed by Jessica Alba in U.S. And what we're doing together with them, we are using our knowledge and know-how on this generation to build the brand strategy, to build the community around the product and the brand, to position the packaging and the product, and to optimize the e-commerce experience. So starting from scratch, a 360 approach. We developed the packaging that, as you can see, is very colorful and joyful in order to spread good vibes, as the brand stands for. We are developing an uh, overall environment and mood board and world across Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, and all the platforms activated. And we are developing all the content to drive the e-commerce performances and the physical performances and to create the conversion that the brand uh, is expecting. So, uh, where are we going? Uh, our next step will be to launch in uh, UK between uh, July and September and to continue expanding everywhere we believe our voice can have relevancy and meaningfulness for this new generation of consumer which we love. Thank you very much. <laughs>